0: Krishna 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 Hare Hare Welcome back to the spiritual world if you've been visiting the material world for the last 20 hours we're going to take you back to the spiritual world Hare Krishna and I am setting up late excuse me reading something this morning, and I didn't want to stop reading it, so we ended up late, and we have some new material for you. And I forgot to send that material to Kaminiya, which I think I should do now, right? Ah, and... This is the worst allergy season ever. And I am attacked by it. So bear with me. I'm going to send this. Kamaniya And Anuradha. And Yana. So I'm sorry for... Not being ready, but we're here. At least we're here. So um, I continued studying what Prabhupada was uh, questions that Prabhupada was being asked about the spiritual world and nature of the questions. As we've been discussing, are trying to figure out something that is not so easy to figure out. And. hopefully as we read a lot of questions which are similar will start to understand oops we'll start to understand a bit more about the spiritual world in it's because it's got its own nature it, the more you read about it the more you understand that this nature is it's 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 not under the three modes of nature, so you can't you can't view it that way. And you you have to you have to try to get your head around instead of getting your head around trying to understand it from your own perspective. You have to get your head around trying to understand it from its perspective. And so I think the more we read, the more that it would become clear that it's got its own nature and that we have to understand its own nature. Now, I don't think there's allergies in the spiritual world. At least I hope not. I'm going to have to take something. I was trying to do some alternative, alternative treatment this morning. It doesn't look like it worked, does it? I mean, look at my eyes. So I'm going to take this, and this hopefully within a short time should work. If it doesn't put me to sleep, it'll work. Well, it may work and put me to sleep also. So let me just scroll down to what we're going to discuss today, so you know. We ended yesterday's discussion, if you remember, about, <clears throat> the question was asked, um, what's the size of the soul in the spiritual world because we're 10,000th the tip of a hair in this material body. And the Prophet said that you get your spiritual body so that soul expands to that spiritual form. So that's good to know. If, um, when you go back to, when you, go, when you live in the spiritual world, you are your body. But there's no false ego there. If you want to be your body, then go there, because there you are your body. So um, inevitably, as I'm going through these questions, there's good questions, the perennial question, how did envy develop in the spiritual world? Were we there? etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Those questions keep coming up. And although <clears throat> I am trying to avoid those questions, another side of me said that maybe we should discuss them more. It's a very interesting topic. Um, somewhat easily misunderstood, but Prabhupada is saying different things, and you'll see kind of a... It's different things within a certain context. So we're going to... Um, Discuss that more because the question was asked again. What does it mean when we're in the spiritual world? And then there's a question about Subhadra because Subhadra um, manifests Krishna's external energy. So there's a question is she in the spiritual world if she's the external energy? And then <clears throat> there's a question about rasa can you change your rasa? And um, mm, A question of hate and frustration, etc. can exist in the spiritual world, being that this world is a reflection, and we have those things here. And,
1: yes, chat,
0: okay. I just sent comments at the bottom, but the last six quotes. Possible to change our rasa, another question. Is there mind intelligence in the spiritual world? What about the dust? How can the dust be a person in the spiritual world?
1: <sighs> um.
0: Um, I'll check in a minute. Coming here. Okay. So. Um, spiritual. Soul grows. We read that, so it should be on page nineteen. No? Did we not read the spiritual soul grows grows yesterday? Didn't we read that? I thought we read that. Anyone remember? Did we read that? Mm -hmm. Well, well, anyway, maybe we didn't. So we'll start with that. The spirit soul grows. It's an interesting topic. And let's do a little kirtan. Well, we'll try. I I may be sneezing the kirtan rather than chanting it. Yesterday was the Russian class. Yeah. Two Russian classes yesterday. We had a uh, great class about Prabhupada in the second one, if you missed it. You should watch it. Hopefully, it was broadcast on my Facebook.
1: Okay, let me get the keyboard. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ramo Hare Ramo, Ramo Ramo, Hare Hare
0: We already read the spirit soul gross. Okay, so the next one. So we're going to begin on the topic of the question, of the famous question, were we with Krishna before we came here? this is such an interesting question <clears throat> It's such an interesting question because in Prabhupada's books no one falls from Vaikuntha it's right there in black and white no one falls from Vakunta. What about Jai and Vijay? That was Leela. They were ordered to come. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. okay. Your phone is going to crash That's okay. We'll do what we can. We'll do our best Govinda, Govinda, Govinda Govinda, Govinda, Govinda Radha <laughs> Marhaba
1: It's a ba do <laughs>
0: Vishnabadaya, Krishna Prishna, Bhutale, Swimati Bhakti Vedanta Shami Tiname. Namaste Sharasati Deve, Gauravani Picharini, Nirvise, Sassani Vadi Paschati, Desitane. Bunchakapa dubios chakri, Tanam Vievichapitan, Pavani Viovishna Vibiona. So this is entitled There is Only Krishna. This is a Morning Walk, November 1st, 1975, Nairobi. Indian man says, Srila Prabhupada, when we speak of parts and parcels of God, does it mean that we were there with God before we came into this world? Prabhupada, you are in part and parcel. Then, if we are part and parcels of God, does it mean we were with God before coming to the Prabhupada? You are always with God. Even your rebellious condition, you are with God, just like a prisoner. A prisoner is always with the government. But in one department, he is kicked, and in one department, he is padded. That's all. So if you prefer to be kicked, you remain in maya, but you're always in connection with God. So (laughs) this is uh, a theme, uh, and it comes up occasionally, or maybe more than occasionally. Uh, You want to serve Krishna, you'll be padded. You don't want to serve Krishna, you'll be kicked. So you can get Krishna, you can get maya. Maya will kick you, Krishna will love you. Take your pick. Which one do you want? And in regards to this question, um, were we with Krishna? Prabhupada didn't want to go there. He doesn't even really answer that. He just wants to make the point, you can never be away from Krishna because Krishna is everywhere. So, was I with Krishna? You're always with Krishna. There is nothing but Krishna. How could you not be with Krishna? But you can choose Krishna's material energy. So that's the point Prabhupada is making. He really didn't answer the, what the man was asking, he wanted to know if we were in Lila with Krishna. Prabhupada didn't really think that was important to discuss. More important to discuss is the fact you're, you're in Krishna's material energy everywhere. Is Krishna, you're, and if you choose it, you get kicked. And I think this is, I think it's such an important theme or mantra. If I choose Maya, I get kicked. So. You know, sometimes we complain about life and the world and coronavirus and governments and politics and economy and ecology and nasty people. Yeah, well, that's what we chose, you know, that that comes along with the choice. You know, you choose one thing, so many things come with it. So like we really can't complain because we in in inadvertently chosen to be... so why are you complaining now? You chose to be kicked and you're complaining that you're being kicked. It's like you go somewhere on vacation and it's hot. Oh, it's so hot. Yeah, well, of course it's hot. You came to this country, it's a hot country. You wanted sun? You, Yeah, it was too much sun. Well, that's just what happens when you come here. So, you know, it's, it's I get so many letters and like, why does it have to be this way? And you know, I thought I was a devotee, and it shouldn't happen, and it doesn't. And a lot of times, you get people who give up their faith in Krishna when something bad happens. But dukalaya Masastratam, you came into a world where these things happen, so it's almost like, what well, were you expecting that it wouldn't happen? It's just, it's the nature of this world. So how could it not happen? So that's the point, Prabhupada is making. Yeah. Krishna's everywhere. You want Krishna or you don't want Krishna. So, you know, Krishna's everywhere. You don't want Krishna, you won't see him, you'll get kicked. That's what you that's the game you want to play. So if we're suffering, we can't blame anyone but ourselves for making the wrong choice. And if we're suffering, as I've said many times, it's just it's just that we should remember where we are and and when we're suffering we should remember I chose to come here. That's why I'm suffering. Like, I'm going to blame God. Don't blame God for your choice. I chose to suffer. I I chose to come here. Suffering's part of the, the program here. So, if we're suffering, if things aren't going well, if there's anxiety, if, you know, stress in relationships, weather's too hot, too cold, government, this, sickness, this, it's like, you know, we chose that. you know, I didn't think I was choosing that. Well, now you know you chose it. And so when any bad thing happens, it should remind you of the choice you made. I chose to be kicked by Maya. That's the choice I made. I actually chose to be kicked. That's the point Prabhupada's making. Um, The prison is run by the government. In the prison, you're kicked. If you're a good citizen. You can also be working you're in the government, or you could even be working for the government. You won't be kicked. You'll be paid money here. Here's your paycheck. You'll be taken care of. Okay. All right. Good. So let's read the next one. You know, sometimes we heard one devotee to Prabhupada, he said, um, there was this incarnation of God, so called Prabhupada. And Prabhupada was told he one day he had a very severe toothache and they had to rush him to the dentist. And Prabhupada said, God doesn't get toothaches. So God doesn't get kicked by material energy. He's in control of it. If he's in control of it, he wouldn't kick him. That would be like punching yourself in the face. I'm God, but I'm suffering. That's like taking a knife and stabbing yourself. You know, you, you, Why would you do that? That's insanity. Or I can't control my arms. So if he's God, he's in control. And it means he controls suffering, he controls time, he controls everything. And Prabhupada said, our Krishna is very beautiful. And he was commenting on these people who say they're incarnations of God. He said, not so beautiful. He said, our Krishna is very beautiful. Then another time, Prabhupada was told that this this incarnation had a business, an incense business. And Prabhupada said, God is possessor of all wealth. Does God need to start an incense business to make money? I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, it's so obvious that If you're God, you don't start a business, you don't get a toothache, and so on. But people are foolish, so they don't understand it. So Prabhupada's poking at them. He's God, and he has a business. He's got to make money. He's got to labor away and sweat away to make money. It doesn't make sense. Kind of funny, isn't it? God's going to work today. He's got to make some money, pay the bills. Mm. Mm, It doesn't work that way. By definition, God is Param Parameshwara means he controls everything. If you control everything, do you have to start a business to make money? You, can all, you created all the money. You control it all. You control everybody. You can, you can, you can tell everybody, as super soul go to the bank and put a deposit in my account. You could get all the money in the world in one day or two days just by guiding people. So you don't need to work if you're God. And you can create money trees. You know, Krishna created a tree that grew pearls. Of course, everybody said, or it was a plant. Created pearl plants. Of course, everybody said, you can't grow pearls on a plant. Pearls don't grow on a plant. Krishna said, no, I'll do it. And so Krishna made arrangement, planted some pearls, and the pearls grew into pearl plants. interesting right how do you grow pearl plants maybe we should figure that out we could you know support our movement growing pearl plants well you have to be god to do that if you're not god it doesn't work so you know sometimes we joke about money money doesn't grow on trees actually it does because it's paper but that paper is not real money but we use paper as money so money grow on trees it just doesn't grow fully manifest ready for a deposit on trees but sometimes we joke about money i wish i had a money tree yeah so if you're god you can grow pearls you could grow money you know whatever you want you don't have to sell incense how Krishna. so and if you control everything you could control everything yeah, you can control everything, so you don't. You wouldn't have to get a toothache because you can control that. Anyway, so let's read the next one. This is uh, entitled "What is Subhadra's Position." This is a lecture on Bhagavad Gita, Montreal, June 13th, 1968. Devotee: Subhadra is the external energy. External energy is Subhadra in the spiritual world. Is Subhadra in the spiritual world? Yes, yeah. well he asked, the, he asked two questions, and Prophet said, "Yes, yes. yes. Is she the external energy? Yes, is she in the spiritual world? That's a contradiction, right? If she's the external energy, how could she be in the spiritual world? Uh-huh. She's in the spiritual world. The devotee's astonished. No. In one sense, she is also in the spiritual world because she is the energy of Krishna. So Krishna's energy is also eternal. So wherever Krishna is there, his energy is there. But her activities are in the material world. Just like a king is there and he has got all kinds of officers with him. But some officers engaged in the government house. Other officers, they're engaged outside the government house. The officers who have got engagement outside the government house they may be sitting with Krishna, may be sitting with the governor or the king, but he has no business with, within the government house. In the government house, there's a particular secretary. So he's saying Subhadra. And he, anyway, he explains. Subhadra externally comes as maya. Similarly, in the spiritual world, the energy which is working, that is called yoga maya. And in the material world the energy which is working is called Mahamaya. So Subhadra is Vishnu Shakti Para Prokta. She's Krishna's energy. Krishna's energy is spiritual, it's not material. Just try to understand that there is a department of welfare and there's a the department of police. It does not mean the welfare department is very favorite to the government, the police department is not favorite. Do you think it is like that? For the government, both departments are equal. Just try to understand. So material energy is working in a different way. That does not mean that material energy is not liked by Krishna. It is the same importance as the spiritual energy. But the material energy is engaged in a thankless task for punishing the conditioned soul, just like the police department. So for Krishna, there's no difference between material and spiritual energy. For Krishna, it's all the same because he has got one energy, material energy and spiritual energy. For Krishna, it is all the same because he has got one energy, just like electricity. Somewhere it is working for cooling purpose, somewhere it is working for heating purpose. But the generation of electric, electric from the electric powerhouse, the energy is the same, electric. Similarly, Krishna's energy is always spiritual. There is no difference. His energy is the same, electric. Similarly, Krishna's energy is always spiritual. There's no difference is energy between his energy and am I reading the same line over? There's no difference his energy and he, but it is acting in a different way. Shakti Madhya thirteen sixty five. Vividaiva Shuyate, The Supreme Lord, He has got energy. The energy is one, and similarly, he is in some of the Puranas. It is described that Durga is also Radharani. In the Brahma Samhita, you'll find it. Have you read? Yes. So far, energy is concerned, it is not always spiritual, but it is act. It is always spiritual, but is acting in a different way, in different field of activities. Is it clear? Not clear. You say. So, so in the sense. um, it's like it's like Prabhupada said. The sun for the sun, there's only light. But for us, sometimes there's clouds and then there's not sun and there's night time. There's not sun. So for for Krishna, it's one energy, but the energy has different function. So yoga maya is has a spiritual function. Mahamaya has a material function. So when Prabhupada gives the example here, Radharani when she expands, she Durga or the material energy is an expansion of Radharani, but she is personally the personification of the spiritual energy. But her external manifestation, expansion, is the material energy, Durga, or Subhadra. So Prabhupada saying it's all the same from Krishna's perspective. It's just like the police and the welfare department. So the police would be like Mahamaya, and the welfare department would be like Yogamaya. And so... People in the kingdom, people outside the kingdom. So they're, you're working in the kingdom, that's the internal potency. You're working outside the kingdom, then you're working with the external potency, or you're functioning as external. So it's, it's the function, the same energy functioning differently, and then he gives the example, cooling and heating, electricity. So Radharani, Yoga Maya, this internal potency, Sarup Shakti. That's one function, that same energy then manifests externally in the material world as Mahamaya. So they have different functions, the different aspects of that same energy with different functions. So this this heater can heat and this heater can also turn it to this switch, it can cool. So the same energy functioning differently. <clears throat> now we have a question. Ta-da-da from Adriana from Mexico how can I differentiate my bad decisions with Krishna's plan well sometimes you you don't know until you execute the decisions and then you see the results if you don't know then you have to be honest with yourself or am I motivated in making this decision to get something material or to enjoy in some way independently of Krishna so that you have to consider Am I just making this decision because it'll be easier or because I like doing this? i enjoy this or that. So that's one consideration. But sometimes, sometimes you don't always know because both decisions are Krishna conscious. They're not motivated by anything material. And sometimes you have to choose one and then by choosing one, you'll see by the result if that was the right decision. Or you can consult senior devotees or you can Take your time to make a decision and just pray. Pray on it. Keep praying. See what Krishna reveals. And also, according to your position at that time, one decision may be better than another. In the future, another decision may be better. Because your, your position has changed, materially and spiritually. Your environment may have changed. So we, we see also this with Prabhupada. As things evolved he would make sometimes different decisions to adapt to the situation. So sometimes decisions are not absolute. In my situation, I may make one decision. In your situation, you make another decision. And the decisions are different. But they work. They're applicable. Because they apply to what's best for us. So, also in making decisions, one thing, it's interesting, you have to consider how how you'll be affected materially because um excuse me because material decisions will affect spiritual like where you live where you work who you marry uh, if you're going to school what subjects you want to take what degrees you want to go for if you're working what field you want to work in and what what the stress levels and work hours tend to be in those fields and so forth that will affect you spiritually so we shouldn't think that material decisions are independent of having any effect on our spiritual life they definitely affect you know everything everything has some effect on us so one one rule to follow is if you're making a material decision and often devotees don't do this you don't have to ask yourself how, you know, this material decision, it seems obvious, I should do this, because materially this is going to be better. But then you have to ask, well, how it's going to affect me spiritually. Because materially is better, doesn't necessarily mean spiritually it's going to be better. Right? So a lot of times we we get in this space and we just think, it, it, this is a good decision, because on the material plane, it it's going to work. Excuse me, it's time to clean the lens. All right daily lens puja lens abhishek so you know this makes sense materially i should move here i should get this job etc etc but then you have to ask well how's that going to affect my spiritual life well actually the job starts at midnight and i get home at nine in the morning and so you know Okay, maybe that's not the best thing for your spiritual life. You may want to reconsider. No, but the money's good, the night shift, more pay. There's not many workers there. I can... Okay, you you weigh both things. But a lot of times I've seen devotees just weigh the material side of it and they don't weigh the ramifications, the effects it has on their spiritual life. And that's not smart because everything you do is going to have some effect on your spiritual life. And also, another thing to consider, if you're considering occupation, consider that if you work in an occupation that's very distasteful to you and, or in a very toxic environment, you're going to get drained and it's got, you're going to lose energy. And you, you, we need energy to serve. <clears throat> we need energy to do our sadhana and we need energy to fight maya. And if you're doing a job which is very draining mentally or physically, it can cause you to lose energy in your spiritual life because you're just drained, miserable. have to get up and go to your miserable job every day. <sighs> and you don't even want to get up, so you just lay in bed. Now it's too late to chant your rounds. And you just go to work with no rounds. So things like that must be considered. You know, um, If we just consider the material, well, this job is better because it makes more money. That's the main criteria, yeah, well, what's the environment? What are the hours? What's the nature of the job, even if that job is supporting something sinful, or something that's against Krishna consciousness? You have to consider do I want to work there? They you know, do I want to work for Monsanto? Well, I can get a job as a, I'm just the accountant for Monsanto, and it's a good job, and they pay a lot, okay, but is it is it wrong to work for them it's, consideration they're destroying the lives they're destroying the earth they're destroying the lives of so many farmers you want to support that you know these are questions to consider Um, okay Uh, when we worship Subhadra we're not worshiping uh, Vijaya Lakshmi is saying well we have Chagana Subhadra and Balaram but we're not worshiping her as the external energy we're worshiping her as the internal energy. We're worshiping her as Krishna's sister. It's interesting about worship you see because when a, a devotee worship a devotee would never worship Durga unless he was in a Durga temple and he would just pray to Durga, "Can you leave me alone?" or he would pray to he would see. Durga in the form of Yogamaya. As Yogamaya, please bring me into Krishna-lila. As Mahamaya, please push me into Krishna-lila also. Don't push me away from Krishna. That relationship you would have. So as a devotee, you see everything in relation to Krishna. So Subhadra is Krishna's sister. So that's how you see her. You see her as Yogamaya. Lord Chaitanya saw Jagannath as Samshundar. There was some question that came up somewhere on the internet. <coughs> Someone was asking about Jagannath's position and Prabhupada says Lord Chaitanya saw him as Samshundar. So you know who, who will you, if you're a, a devotee of Krishna, in any form of Krishna you'll see that's who you'll see. Even if you go to a temple of Vishnu, but you'll see, no, that's my Krishna. Just manifest in a different form. Like the judge. That's my father, but he's now dressed as a judge. But you don't see the judge, you see your father. Ah. Hare Krishna. Oh ah, Govinda. I, right now, could... They should take a picture of me, because I could... I could be a good advertisement for an allergy commercial, you know, before and after. (laughs) It's a reminder I'm not in control. I am not the controller. My body's the controller. My body's controlling me. I have a question from Chile, from Aldo. Aldo says, I like to dedicate all my spiritual activities to Krishna, to take him as the unconditional friend to whom I show everything. Fantastic. When I walk, when I shop, when I work, when I make decisions, can we do it? Can we only dedicate devotional service to it? No. If you're a devotee, it's like, it's like if you're married and you have children, then everything you do, pretty much you're doing for them, at least in terms of work, in terms of your, your day from the time you go out the door and to the time you leave work. It's, it, you, it looks like you're working for the company, but you're actually working for your family. Yourself and your wife and your children, and your children. So, in Krishna consciousness, it's the same thing, right? There's no question for a devotee of doing something that's not for a devotee. Spuva is a troublemaker. Where did that come from? Um, can we do it? or can we only dedicate devotion for a devotee a devotee doesn't have anything that he does separate from Krishna that's what it means to be a devotee so you're shopping or what did you say working, shopping yeah, ultimately it's, it's all for Krishna so your work and your shopping is devotional service if you are in the devotional service mood if, it's, if you see it that way you know, there's purport in Bhagavatam, important purport. Prabhupada says, well, people, they accuse us of engaging in material activities because they see we're publishing books, we're selling books. And he said, they don't know. This is for Krishna. It's completely different. It's not ordinary activity. So any ordinary activity for Krishna. It's not ordinary anymore. Right? See, the thing is, if you're a devotee, if you're actually a devotee, in your life there's only Krishna. There's nothing but Krishna. So you see Krishna everywhere and everything you do is for Krishna. You can't, there is nothing but Krishna. You can't act independently. There is no not Krishna. There's no like, oh, I'm just going to work. You know, we lock Krishna up in the closet. We'll see him tonight. It's not like that. Krishna is everywhere. Krishna is in your heart. He's in your being. He's in everyone's heart. You're only doing this service and work for Krishna. That's the idea. <clears throat> okay? Nothing but Krishna. There's nothing. The answer to your question is there's nothing but Krishna. So, Aniruddha, can you explain what trouble Subhadra makes? Uh, uh, Washing your face with hot water. You know what I think the cure is for allergy? Go back to Godhead. No allergy there. Um, this allergy is like, I've tried 108 different things. It's like, you know, sometimes when you're supposed to suffer, it's like nothing can stop you. When you're not supposed to suffer, you, you find the cure. I don't have any hot water right now, so we'll have to wait. Should we read some more? Uh, this is from San Francisco, 1967, February. Do you know, you don't know, and you will know now, do you know, A Prabhupada came to San Francisco, here we see in 1967, He's in February, and he left around the first week of April. And do you know? I arrived in Haight Ashbury one week after Prabhupada left. Ah! I probably was not ready to meet him. And that night I slept in Golden Gate Park and I think I slept on Hippie Hill or around Hippie Hill and that's where they had the kirtans. Maybe that's why I became a devotee. I slept in Golden Gate Park so the vibration must have been going on the subtle plane. But anyway, I was in Golden Gate Park and that's where Prabhupada was doing kirtans. And I I couldn't have... As I remember, I was in that part of the park which was either exactly where devotees were chanting or close to it so that could be why I became a devotee or I was a fly in my last life and accidentally flew into the Charnamrita or or I was a bird and I heard the kirtan I mean who knows Anuradha says, by worshiping her, she likes to play with her outfit and paraphernalia. Oh. You have a subhadra and she plays. When you um, dress her, she moves it around. Well, that's interesting. Okay, let's read this one. San Francisco, February 18th, 1967. So, Prabhupada is speaking to an audience of people who are pretty much brand new. Uh. I was vegan for a long time. I've got a special allergy. Nobody has been able to cure it yet, despite all the recommendations. Um, because you have got in, Prabhupada saying, because you have got independence, don't you see? So many students come. They go away. Yesterday, Ananda went to call Rancho. He said, "Oh." I have forgotten this. Another rancher left. Kirtananda called him. And the rancher was saying, I forgot all this. So you forget, there is another student. He was also our student, Wally. Oh, you can go immediately. Suppose, suppose if you say, I don't care for this Krishna consciousness society. Who calls you? You can go. That independence is there. We can misuse. In other words, Prabhupada saying at any any moment you can leave Krishna consciousness, and he's giving examples of devotees who left. And when contacted, they just said, no, nah, I, I don't want anything to do with this. Unfortunate souls for sure. Bhakti jan says. His name is not Bhakti Jan, it's Bhakti Jana. That's a spiritual name. Devoted, a person who has devotion. Bhakti Jana. But Krishna will always be there if we want to go. But Krishna will always be there if we want to go back properly. Huh? Eh? Krishna is always prepared to accept you. He's always prepared. But because he has given us independence, we misuse it, and we fall under the clutches of Maya. This is our misfortune. We create this misfortune, and we can create our good fortune. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Did you hear that? Were you listening? Were you spacing out or were you listening? Hear what, Prabhu? What are you... Okay, I'll read it again. But because he has given us independence, we misuse it and we fall under the clutches of maya. That is our misfortune. We create this misfortune and we can create our good fortune. We create our misfortune and we can create our good fortune. That should be the title of today's class. That's a nice little sutra, isn't it? We create our misfortune and we can create our good fortune. Quote, Man is the architect of his own fortune. So if you become Krishna conscious, it is to your good fortune. If you become maya conscious, it is to your bad fortune. You are the creator you are the creator. Well, that'd be a good t shirt. First, you say, first line, you are the creator. Or the first two lines, you are the creator. And then the next line, of your good fortune or your bad fortune. You like that t shirt? Should I write that down? Dun, dun, dun. Let's write it down. We have so many t shirts you know what my idea was we'd make these t-shirts and I can wear a t-shirt new different t-shirt every day um, that would be good marketing, right? well, there it is right there, everyone can't argue with that but, but, it's not fair. I didn't, I didn't know the world was going to be like this. Where am I? I'm on C.C. Adilila. 108, San Francisco, February 1967. Oh. Oh. oh, oh. My, um. <laughs> automatically went to the beginning of the document this means we read this like we read this a while ago this was divine arrangement Krishna wanted us to read it this is the first one in the document I don't know how I got there automatically it went back to the first that means Krishna is in control so we're reading something we read a few weeks ago that I totally forgot we read isn't that interesting life is interesting Krishna is in control I might as well finish reading it uh huh Bhakti Jan said, this is the very first quote, when the souls that were never conditioned at all, do they have the independence? Prabhupada, yes. But they have not misused. They know that I am meant for Krishna's service and they are happy in Krishna's service. So this is interesting also because, because the idea is, well, Krishna says if you go back to the spiritual world, you'll never come down. So there's this idea floating around that we were in the spiritual world and we came down. But if you go back and you don't come down, then how could you come down in the first place. And you say, well, you have independence, you could come down. But, but, but. Prabhupada repeatedly says in different situations that you could fall down because you have independence is a theoretical, philosophical idea. Because the point is you don't fall down. You don't. Did I just say you don't fall down from the spiritual? I think I said that. Ooh, will I be fired by the GBC? Will they revoke my license to preach? So whenever this discussion comes up, and Prabhupada said, you go back to Godhead, and Krishna says also, you'll never come back to this world. And Prabhupada said, he he gave an example, he said, you put your finger in fire, You'll never put it in fire again," he said. "You come to this world, you suffer. You'll never come back. But nobody comes. Nobody comes back. At least you know there's controversy. Did we fall from Vaikuntha? Well, there's no controversy that once you go back, you don't fall down. That controversy does not exist. And so, Prabhupada's explaining. these liberated souls could misuse their independence in theory because they're jiva they're independent but they never do so there's that's you know so saying yeah you're independent you could fall down but you won't the possibility is there but you don't the possibility is theoretically there on the basis that you have independence and you could misuse it but on, there's no but on no other basis would you fall down But on that, it's a theoretical. In theory, it could happen, but it doesn't. Because in theory, it could happen because you have independence, and you can always misuse it, even in the spiritual world. But you don't. Does that complicate things for you more? Okay. When the souls were never conditioned at all, do they have independence? Yes, but they have not misused it. They know I am meant for Krishna's service, and they are happy in Krishna's service. <clears throat> the souls that were never conditioned that means if they were in the spiritual world they wouldn't come here eternally liberated souls okay so do we have a question, comment So how do we create a... Krishna He says, how do we create a good fortune? It seems, seems that this good fortune is coming from outside by the mercy of Guru or devotees. Well, you create your good fortune by taking it. So if someone's giving you something of value and you don't take it, They have come to bring you good fortune. You didn't create the good fortune, but you take it. So you. Good fortune by taking, accepting the good fortune that has come to you. That's the idea. And if you don't take it, then you're creating your bad fortune. And, And so, Prabhupada's mercy is coming to you in the form of his instructions. Right? So we didn't create the instructions. The instructions are coming to us. And if we take those instructions and follow them, we're creating good fortune. And if we don't, and just follow our own whims, we're creating our bad fortune. Okay? Okay. Okay? Correct? Correct. In India, they say, Correct? Like that? Is that how they do it in Laksh? Correct? That means yes, right? In India, this means yes. In America, this means yes. A little confusing. Correct? And we're thinking they're saying no. Correct? That's no to us. Okay, should we read some more? This is a letter written to a devotee named Sathya This is in Los Angeles, twelfth December, nineteen sixty-eight. <clears throat> you have asked how Krishna is with the spirit soul in the spiritual. No, 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 no. We have to go back to the bottom. I'm sorry. I'm rereading. Anyway, Krishna's will that we read. We read that over. Uh, and and. Um, That's why Anuradha was confused, because somehow or other my my document went to the top. So now... The next one is called Your Rasa is Perfect. This is a lecture on the Bhagavatam. 6, 3, 16 and 17... From Gorakpur. It seems like we read this and sometimes I think I may be putting a quote twice because I'm searching. I'm searching through questions that are asked to Prabhupada and it seems like occasionally they put the same quote under different questions. Anyway, let's read it. I don't ever feel it's a problem to read it over because we don't remember everything. So Hansa Duta is asking: Suppose someone is situated as a Vishnu duda, in other words, like in Vaikunta, he may change his taste. Prabhupada, why he shall change it? Hansa Dutta, he may get a taste for associating with Krishna. And a Prabhupada said, "You could go from Vaikunta to Krishna Loka," but here he's he's saying a little different. And when Prabhupada said, "You could go." He could also mean, again, sometimes when Prabhupada's asking, answering a question, he's answering it in theory. Like, well, here's the philosophy, it's dynamic, and you have free will, and you can change in so many things. So in theory, you could, but you wouldn't. So it's like that's his answer here. Why, Prabhupada, saying, why shall he change it? And then Hansa Jutta says, he may get a taste for associating with Krishna. Prabhupada, the change is taking place in the material world. There, meaning the spiritual world, all tastes are fixed up, rasa, eternal rasa. Every one of us has a different taste of associating with Krishna, and that will be realized when one is liberated. So Prabhupada is saying, why would you want to change? You already have a rasa that will be realized when you're liberated. Hansatuta says, so that's fixed already. Prabhupada says, yes, when you are liberated, you will understand in which way you are related with Krishna. That is called sarup siddhi. But that is attained when you are actually perfect in devotional service. Just like in our family, we enjoy different rasas. We have got one kind of relationship with wife, one kind of relationship with sons and daughters, one kind of relationship with friends. And one kind of relationship with servants, one kind of relationship with property. So similarly, Krishna, the whole creation is his family, and he has got relationship in that way. So why the son will change his relationship into husband and wife? Duda, I see, Prabhupada. Because every relationship is very palatable. The gentleman, the head of the family, his relationship with his wife and his relationship with his servant is as much palatable, maybe some degradation, but it is palatable, palatable, degradation means not degraded, but difference, one's higher, one's lower. There is no question of changing, not that I am tasting this rasa at the present moment, then I will get better rasa, no, that is not, everyone thinks my rasa is the best. Although there is comparative gradation but everyone thinks these things are everyone thinks the mind is the best. These things are explained in Chaitanya charitamrita Why don't you see? So and Prabhupada is saying almost like Prabhupada saying why are you asking this question? I already explained it in Chaitanya charitamrita <laughs> So Prabhupada saying your inclination for your rasa will awaken in that rasa will be perfect. Whatever it is, it will be perfect for you. Hansa Duna, and explain nectar devotion as well. Yes, everything, everyone thinks my relation with Krishna is the best. So it's not a matter of spy, aspiring to some. No. There's no question of aspiring because he's already situated in the best relationship with Krishna. Even the trees in Vrindavan, they want to serve Krishna silently in that way, supplying fruits and flowers. That is their ananda. Everyone enjoying the supreme bliss when Krishna comes, takes a flower or fruit, that is their enjoyment. So from the material perspective, you might think uh, it wouldn't be fun to be a tree and just standing there. What about to be a particle of dust? I don't want... You want to be a particle of dust in the spiritual... No, no, I want to be a gopi. I don't want to be a particle of dust. Well, Prabhupada's point is, if that's your rasa, that's it. And sometimes I would ask my daughter, "You want to be a, would you, wouldn't you like to be a boy? Wouldn't that be better? And she goes, no way. Okay, okay. So it's something like that guys are gross who would want to be a guy they're dirty filthy yucky gross uncivilized why do you want to be a guy you know so it's something like that they even if it's a particle of dust then that's perfect you know for us particle of dust may not sound great but if that's your rasa <laughs> or as we used to say with hippies well if that's what turns you on fine with me So, Prabhu I want to be a particle of dust well if that's what turns you on go for it and the point is it's not material so it's not like a material particle of dust hmm uh. You know, I like what I like in reading, although this may be. may sound a little boring to read things that Prabhupada is saying, giving similar answers to the same questions, but I like hearing it because it's just clarifying a point. And if Prabhupada says something over and over and over again, you, you start to understand it in a better way. Oh, he's answering every question with this answer. It just makes more sense hearing it over and over again in response to different questions and placing it in a slightly different context or coming from a slightly different angle of vision. This just helps you understand the point better. At least that's what I found. So Vijayalakshmi says, Up to the stage of Baba we can fall. We can fall from Baba also. From the spiritual world from devotional service. Well, you wouldn't be in the spiritual world unless you're in prema. So those who fall down, the possibility are in the stages of bhava and below. Now we're getting into controversy, controversial territory. So I will explain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is hard for me to explain because the GBC has a has formulated a certain standard argument and I have to represent that argument and if I say, if I answer your question you don't fall from prema, no one falls from the spiritual world, which Prabhupada has written in his books directly those words, no one falls from Vaikuntha then it may appear to contradict the conclusion of the GBC but you, you can fall down from bhava but you can't fall down from prema and yes, prema is in the spiritual world so let's just end it at that for today Prabhupada says you cannot fall from the spiritual world I mean it's right there in black and white in his books And the commentaries of the acharyas, same thing. So, let's end it right there, before I get into any more trouble. Eternal associates never fall down because they have chief prema. Yeah. And you can become an eternal associate. At least one thing we can say is if we develop prema, then that becomes eternal. Our eternal position in rasa and we will never fall from that position. So the idea is you can't fall from prema. Prema exists in the spiritual world. You can only fall from another position, which is not prema. And then once you develop prema... (laughs) Excuse me, you can't fall. That's a general idea. So, some will say, we fell from the spiritual world because some things the Prabhupada said seem to indicate that. But in his books, he also indicates you can't fall from the spiritual world. Because you can't fall from prema. So what to do? These things must be... uh, discuss more. Isn't Lord Chaitanya offering Manjari Bhav?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's
0: offering every rasa also. Manjari Bhav for the if that's what you want, you'll get it. But you may want Sakya Bhav. That may be your Bhav. What's your bhav, Prabhu? Well, my bhav is a uh, little i think reverential suck is my it's my thing yeah what's your thing prabhu Manjari Bob's my thing yeah. well i like i'd like uh Vatsalyo. that's my thing, yeah yeah, so it's like Prabhupada's saying what Prabhupada said here is you don't have to think about this because this will manifest, the inclination will manifest. <laughs> In previous times they thought about it because it was considered to be helpful for your bhakti to think about a particular relationship before you know you have it and try to cultivate it and see if that helps you. But Prabhupada didn't do that. So yes, you can get Bhav, but you may not want it because it may not be your rāsā. In one sense, this question is not controversial, but in another sense it became controversial because Prabhupada seemingly said two different things. So, but, and it became more problematic when you read the commentaries of the Acharyas because from what I've read, the commentaries of the Acharyas say that uh, as Tatashta, marginal, we were never in the spiritual world. But we chose to come here. Could have chosen to go there, but we chose to come here. Anyway, as we've said many times, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's get to work and get out of here. Okay, let's read the next one. This this is a nice one. Kind of gives some perspective on the spiritual world. This is New York, April 11th, 1969. Devotee, Samaji, if all things here are a reflection of what is perfect in the spiritual world, then shouldn't hate and frustration and despair and prejudice also appear in the spiritual world? So, Prabhupada just answers, yes, hate, d- depression, despair, it's all there, and this devotee's saying well if it's here, it must be there and he's trying to figure out how could these things be there it doesn't make sense Prabhupada said yes and the devotee says, does it? it seems like the devotee is a little excited I have to plug in charge my phone now Let me know if this makes noise because occasionally when I would charge my phone while I was giving class, it would start buzzing. Zip, 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 zip. You know, sometimes I think it would be nice if we had communism and they just made one product with one just one, but you know, you have this is for the old ones then you have Samsung it's got this one, and then you have iP- this one, then you've got iPads, Got so complex life is so complicated, why can't you just have one one connector for everything okay um, so we were, a question we were reading, oh yeah, so the devotee is he's like Really? Really? They exist in the spiritual world. So he's trying to get his head around how can despair and frustration and prejudice and hate exist in the spiritual world. And the devotee's trying to figure this out and he said he said, Isn't it that they're bad? So if they're bad, how could they exist at Prabhupada? That frustration has no disappointment. Laughter. That is the beauty. Just like Lord Chaitanya is manifesting that spiritual frustration. Oh Krishna, I could not see you. He's jumping on the sea in frustration, but that frustration is the highest perfection of love. So why is this? There's a very simple answer. If there's hatred, if there's envy, if there's frustration, it's all in relation to Krishna. Krishna. So that makes you think of Krishna more. And so if you're thinking of Krishna more, how could there really be frustration, hatred, envy on the material level? There couldn't be. If you're thinking of Krishna more, there's more ecstasy. Right? So if... Excuse me. If there is... So-called any material quality. That material quality is connected in the spiritual world. So that's not material quality. That quality is connected to Krishna in relation to service and it enables the devotee to experience different emotions in relation to Krishna. And so it's impossible to be miserable in relation to Krishna. Misery can only exist In absence of Krishna. So if there is so-called misery in relation to Krishna, it only seems like misery. Because when anything is in relation to Krishna, it's blissful, because Krishna is the embodiment of all bliss. If you get near a fire, it's going to be warm. So if you get near Krishna, it's going to be blissful. Even if you got near Krishna through disappointment, through separation. If you got near Krishna, you're just... You're just thinking about him. So that's the understanding. And and therefore, these so-called negative character traits or negative emotions are not negative because they're not under the modes of nature and they're just bringing the devotee closer to Krishna. And when you get close to Krishna, it's blissful. That's the point. So if we understand... In that context, then when we continue reading, it'll make perfect sense. Uh, just like Lord Chaitanya is manifesting that spiritual frustration, oh Krishna, I could not see you. He's jumping on the sea in frustration, but that frustration is the highest perfection of love. Yes, everything is there, but without inebriety. You are a very intelligent boy, I thank you. I thank you for this question. Yes, yes. There is frustration, but not this frustration. That frustration, I mean to say, enriches one's eagerness to love, eagerness of love for Krishna. Everything is there, but without inebriety. Everything is there, yes. Now see, Vishnu, of course, by Kunta Jagat there is no violence. But Vishnu is taking the symbol of violence. Otherwise, what is the meaning of this disc and club? So when he wants to be violent, he comes here as Nisringadev, laughing. And he sends some of his devotees to play violence, Hiranyakashipu, because there the devotees are so much in accord with Krishna and Vishnu that there's no question of disagreement. Just like it, it could appear very awkward for someone who doesn't understand Krishna consciousness that we're reading a story or watching a play about Lord Nshringadev and Lord Nshringadev is tearing Hiranyakashipu apart and all the devotees are sitting in the audience going yes, yes, ecstatic, blissful you know, it's kind of like a perverted reflection of boxing or something somebody's getting knocked out and people are like yeah, wow so you know, somebody comes in it's like what's what's wrong with you people you listen to gory stories and then you laugh and you jump up and down and you get so excited you think this is so great but it just shows the fact that it's not a gory story it's transcendental it's Satishidananda it's of a different nature it's blissful because it's about Krishna so, Krishna's stealing, or he's killing, or he's dancing, or he's singing, is all the same. It's all ecstatic, isn't it? That's Prabhupada's point. It's not so. Whatever Krishna does, it's of that Ananda Chinmaya Vyasa. It's, it's Ananda Maya rasa Pratibhavi Tavis. Uh, Brahma Samhita. So, it's all blissful. Uh, that's what. Violence is there when this disagreement, atheist. Therefore, sometimes a devotee is deputed in this world to play as atheist. And Krishna comes to kill him, to teach these people that if you become atheist, then here is the disc and club for you. But it is not possible to, to be displayed in Baikunta. Otherwise, there is no propensity of violence. Just like sometimes mock-fighting. Like in Vaikuntha, Krishna is not going to kill somebody. A father is fighting with a child and he has become defeated. But there is pleasure. Anandamaya Vyasa Vedanta Sutra 1112 The Lord is joyful, so there is joy in fighting. And sometimes... So your question that everything is there, that is a fact. Everything is there. Otherwise, if everything is not there, they cannot be manifested here because it is a reflection here is a reflection just like of course this discovery is by Vaishnava Gaudiya Vaishnava like the love between Radha and Krishna is called Parakya they're not married husband and wife but Radharani appears to be the wife of some other gentleman but Krishna from childhood they were friends so Radharani could not forget Krishna she used to come to Krishna and stand like that that's all and he was playing Kashor Kashori They were boy and girl, but there's no inebriety. Just like here, the boy and girl's mix, there's so many abominable things, distressful, which is binding their material bondage. That friendship between boy and girl is there, but without inebriety. Krishna had so many gopis, girlfriends, but there was no contraceptive pills. Laughter. That is the beauty. Here, so-called love is lust. And there, that is the highest. The same thing, perverted reflection. Hare Krishna oh, just like in the original tree the topmost part has come down to the down like in a reflection in the water the top is the bottom similarly in the spiritual world the highest, topmost level of love parakya parakya means love, not by marriage love by friendship so Prabhupada is saying this is so interesting to meditate on like in this world If a man is married, or a woman is married, and they cheat on one another and they have a relationship with another married man or woman, that's like about as low as it goes. And Prabhupada saying, in the spiritual world, that's as high as it goes. The illicit connection that Krishna has with these married women, that's the highest form. Higher than marriage, Krishna has wives, but higher more rasa, more juice, more love, that's when Krishna has the rasa with ladies who are married. Interesting, right? So it's the exact opposite. And here in this world, that would be the worst thing. It's the exact opposite. That's nice to meditate on that, right? I mean, you've heard that a million times. The highest thing in the material world is the lowest thing in the spiritual world. The lowest thing in the material world becomes the highest thing in the spiritual world. The abomination of a man cheating on his wife, that then becomes the highest thing. And so that requires knowledge and purification to understand. Not everybody can understand that. If you say God, God has a girlfriend and his girlfriend is married to another man, they'll be like, uh, you feel okay? You doing all right? you have any history of psychosis, neurosis, schizophrenia, they will think you're completely out of your mind. So, it's a fact that this, this is out of the mind of most people. How could they understand that? But once you understand that in the spiritual world everything is dominated by love, every action is dominated by love, everything that happens... It's inspired by love then you can start putting it together that krishna for krishna to have a girlfriend who's married is sweeter than to have a girlfriend who is it so he yogamaya arranges that all these women will be married so-called not really their husbands are like shadows but it enhances the rasa now i'm dancing with a married woman that's better than dancing with an unmarried woman it's sweeter more illicit. Get your head around that. I mean, you can think about that this weekend. Ah. Uh. means love, not by marriage, love by friendship. That is there, but there is no such inebriety. It is pure. So perverted means the topmost thing has come down to the lowest. Here, this parokia. Loving other's wife or other's husband is most abominable adultery. Not allowed by society, not allowed by the state. But tendency is there. Even one is married, he wants to love another's wife. Or if the girl is married, she wants to love another husband. Why? That is there. Why? And Prophet saying, why do we have the tendency? Krishna has it so if you ever think about enjoying with another person other than your wife or husband you can blame it on krishna yeah, he's got that tendency that's why i have it but you have to control it and he doesn't sorry but it's just how it is that is the beauty so everything is there but here that thing is reflected pervertedly therefore misunderstood there is so many other corollaries you see but you must know everything that without being in the absolute relative manifestation in other words it can exist here even it's in its most horrible form if it doesn't exist there in its most pure form this world is relative manifestation so these things are not to be understood in the beginning come we discuss something but you must know as the Vedanta Sutra says janma dyasi yittaha. everything is emanated from the absolute truth that is the fountainhead of everything we cannot manufacture anything it is not possible but this is shadow and that is reality and in the shadow just like the photograph you find everything in detail of your beautiful face in the photograph but that's not reality that's all so you'll find everything in details you can understand the actual photograph, actual idea, actual notion to the spiritual world by scrutinizingly studying this world. So, Prabhupada making the point that can we, sometimes we have this idea that the spiritual world is completely different. And in a sense that's true, but in another sense Prabhupada saying it's not completely different this is just reflecting that so this is like a photograph and that's like the actual person but well, that's like what has been photographed and this is just a reflection of it so everything is there there's people there they're cooking, they're eating they're talking, they're laughing this, this and that it's all there but it's there in its perfected state and so as you become Krishna conscious you understand what is that perfected state and now our time is up. The clock has struck 9.30 in New York City. 9.30. So we're going to end here. Tomorrow we have two classes, one at 2 o'clock and one at 7 o'clock. Oh, we just start, we're starting a new series for the Chinese devotees, and it's Called the Success Principles of the Gita. This is a different look at the Gita from a, from more of a perspective of taking the philosophical concepts and just um, putting them in a, like right now application of how this is affecting you or how you can use this. <clears throat> Interesting look at the Gita that way. And that's going to start every Saturday at seven. For at least the next 10 Saturdays, it'll take maybe more. And then we're doing, starting tomorrow, 2 o'clock, so the next, every Saturday in July, 2 o'clock, for two hours or so, with Portuguese translation. And Spanish will also be there. We're going to be talking about, we're going to do the forgiveness seminar, actual seminar. Different than the classes we're having on Saturday night, this will actually be a seminar. So that will be at 2 o'clock with Portuguese translation. That will be interesting. So if you or anyone you know, uh, you think could benefit from these classes, let them know and then we put these up on Facebook and hopefully on hopefully on my website. Hare Krishna. Srila <laughs> Prabhupada ki jai. go premanandi. Hare Hare we'll see you when we we'll see you when we see you. Definitely we'll see you when we see you. Hare Krishna. Gauranga, Nitananda.